another another episode of Genuine Ground. <laughs> I almost said mate, but that's <laughs> I have such a terrible British accent. It's fun. It's fun. It spices things up. Sometimes. It spices things up. <laughs> hey you guys, it's Mackenzie. It's Sarah. And we are here on another episode. Another episode. Another episode oh of gosh. Genuine Ground. I, Everyone like immediately clicks off. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with it. Anyways. Did I say hello, it's Mackenzie? Yes. Oh, okay. I you did. sure did. I did. Okay, yeah. it's been a day. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Anyways, today we have, an, uh, we have a guest. You've met her before. Mm. It's my mother. Hey, Mom. What's up? Hello, hello love. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom's here for another episode. As you guys know, if you've listened to episode 13, mm-hmm. she is a therapist. However, take off your therapist cap today. Yes, I want yes. you to be a real fun human. <laughs> Um, hey, therapy's oh, fun. It is. Therapy is fun. Love therapy. Um, but I want you to be like my mom, but like also my friend. But like, I want you to just, you know, be a wiser yeah. person to give some insight on relationships. Yeah. I'll have a great today. relationship. So I'm excited to hear. <laughs> so what I hear you saying is you want me to swear more. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can. You yes. know, <laughs> my mom's listened to some of our episodes and she's like, because you're a sailor. Sailor. You are a sailor. You swear like a sailor, mate. Sprinkle it. Just sprinkle it. Okay, we're dash. Okay, we're terrible at accents. I can yeah, yeah, never mind. That's okay. Anyways, what's up, you guys? We are in the heart of cuffing season right now. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is coming up. Whew, this year went by quickly. That's all I know. It is sweater weather. It is. Okay. So, anyways, with cuffing season, sometimes we need some, um, you know, um, mm, Mm, pumpkin pie to like help pumpkin sweeten up. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyways, all right, yeah, we're in cuffing season. Um, getting together with family sometimes is a little difficult. Yeah, it Maybe. brings on a lot of questions. Blah blah blah. And everyone's gonna ask you, why are you single? Yeah, if you are single, or who or, is your significant other? Yeah. So I think it'd be fun today to talk about you know relationships. What are healthy relationships look like? Mm-hmm. However, if you're anything like Sarah and I. <laughs> Um, maybe you're not in a relationship. Maybe you're going to the holidays very single. You may not be cuffed. You're not cuffed. You're just a lone, single, solo, dolo. Uncuffed. Uncuffed. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think a lot of us uncuffed ones may have some obstacles to overcome prior to getting into a relationship. And it's all about the pre-dating stages sometimes. Yeah. And it's challenging. We thought it'd be fun to bring my mom, mm-hmm. a therapist, onto the show. But I'm only being mom today. True, true. true. But with a therapist perspective as well. <laughs> um, of, you know, kind of like, why are we the way we are? Why do people do certain things? Whatever. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Sarah and I, solo chicks, mm-hmm. okay? It's been a while since I've been in a relationship. A while for you too. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Sorry. I feel like sometimes we have these pre-dating obstacles that we go into, okay? So, like, we talk about, like, the talking stage and, like, mm-hmm. situationships, yep. okay? Um, prior to getting into a relationship. And I kind of want to talk about, like, I know we were talking about a little bit before the episode. We want to talk about what is a good, healthy relationship and what does that look like. And, you know, biggest thing that comes to mind is, hey, you have to learn how to communicate with your significant other. Huge. And yeah. we'll go into that. But... I want to talk about like pre-dating when you're still getting to know someone, still in the talking stage, mm-hmm. before the cuffing season, before you can get cuffed. Um, how how do you communicate without coming on too strong, too fast, or not enough, or not enough? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just completely missing like, it. 
so I feel like some of the times the problems are is like, okay, some guys or some girls may come on way too strong, way too fast because they're over communicating their feelings so much. But then there's also the people that, like you said, mm-hmm. under communicate. Mm-hmm. And maybe they aren't putting themselves out there and they're not being vulnerable. How do we go about this? I, I don't know. I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, I think there's truth in all that, but I feel like you just need to try to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard for a lot of people because they're always overthinking it. And maybe they're trying to impress the other person or be someone they're not, you know, or whatever. But I feel like the more you are just honest and authentic, mm-hmm. it's going to be easier. And I think what helps is if you go into meeting new people without expectations, yeah. just like, this is me take it or leave it. But I mean, if we're so, if we're all up worried about rejection, then we're overthinking it and we're going to screw it up. Yeah. I think too, we kind of were talking about this before that you also just really have to know what you want. So yeah, having no expectations, but also knowing what kind of am I looking for though? So that way you're not like, Oh, I don't know what I want and being all wishy-washy. Oh, I'm so guilty of this sometimes. Like sometimes I'm like, sure. I'll entertain conversations with a guy or something, but like at the end of the day, do I know what my intentions are? Like, do I want a relationship? Do I not mm-hmm. want a relationship? And sometimes I'm like, I don't want a relationship and that's where I'm at in my head, mm-hmm. but I'll still entertain it if I feel like it's going to work. But then if it's like wishy-washy, it's like, mm-hmm. I just need to exit. Yeah. What, <laughs> but, well, but, right. I think that answer comes to you if you meet someone and you just click more. Mm-hmm. Then you feel like, well, maybe there's potential in this. And you can communicate that. Mm-hmm. That's uh, fair. Yeah. But so Sarah and I always say, like, I know... Talking about a relationship, you need to define the relationship and be like, okay, you know, what are we? Which you always hear, don't say that. Sarah and I always say, don't say that. Like, <laughs> But I feel like as soon as you're actually starting to think that, mm-hmm. then go ahead and say it would be my thinking. Like, I at least mm-hmm. want to know, are we on the same page to some degree? And maybe the person's like, oh, too soon. Well, cool. Let's mm-hmm. hang out and let it unfold. But if you're thinking about it, I mean, I don't think it's a bad question to ask because they might want to ask it too. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be asking, you know, what are we? But it can maybe instead offering your opinion on what you want. And that way it's not putting the pressure on the other person. So you can offer your opinion and see if they agree, see if they're on the same page. But it's a good alternative as well. I think Sarah and I always say not to ask the question, what are we? Because I feel mm. like that's such a stressful question because you might entertain someone's presence, I guess, and you might have fun with that person, but you might not know yet and you might not be in the right headspace. So it can be stressful for the person that is being asked that question. Yeah. Um, because like you don't want to say the wrong answer almost. Yeah, I feel like that comes from to um, what are we? But we're asking the question of someone else, What? Mm-hmm. A, but what do we want it to be too? Mm-hmm. Right. I think that is something where I think a lot of people kind of like not, I guess kind of like lack the confidence in the sense of, you know, putting their, putting their vulnerabilities and putting themselves out there to potentially be rejected. Mm-hmm. And that's terrifying. And so I think sometimes, you know, we get scared. And mm-hmm. so we have a hard time telling someone how we feel or yeah. saying what we want because we feel like someone might not want the same thing that we want. But not everyone's going to like us in general. And, that's I mean, you have, and it's not personal. And that's the thing I feel like in therapy, I'm always trying to really get through people's heads is that 
if it doesn't click, it doesn't mean something's wrong with you or you're being rejected or you're not lovable or you're not attractive enough or whatever. It just means that you two didn't click Mm -hmm. and that's okay. So is that like what you would say, like the people that are afraid of rejection, what would you like, what's your... Well, the people that are afraid of rejection, I worry about them because then they're trying so hard a lot of times to be someone that that they're not kind of like a people pleaser right because they're so afraid of of that rejection piece mm-hmm. where because they take it so personally and they feel like something's wrong with them i'm not worth loving whatever but it has nothing to do with that it just means that the other person might be just looking for something different or a different connection and it doesn't mean anything's wrong with you it's just if if you're not someone's type that doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. Right. right. Just like there's plenty of people who you're going to feel like aren't your type. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean yeah. there's anything wrong with that person. You just don't feel connected to them. Yeah. I think this is interesting too. We talked about, you know, ghosting before. Yeah. And I said, you know, it always sucks being ghosted. No one wants to be ghosted. It's a shitty feeling. And then... Two, you you always wonder like, okay, well, what did I do wrong? Yeah, what was mm-hmm. on me, and that's not the way to think about and it. And that's not mm-hmm. the way to think about it because if because I had ghosted someone in the past, and a mm-hmm. part of me was like, I ghosted them because I got back together with my ex boyfriend, and it had nothing to do with that person. That person's a great person, I just wasn't emotionally there. That's true. There's a lot of times where something's going on in their life that you may not know about, and that's the reason too. And it's once again nothing to do with you. There's always something going on in someone's life that you don't know about. So Mm -hmm. just understand that. Yeah. Well, just everyone leads such different lives and like, sure, we find common, you know, commonalities and, you know, that's how we create friends is we have, you know, mutual interests and, you know, we do the same things. Like you might make friends from work because you work the same jobs or whatever, but like, that's how you make friends. But yeah, I mean, we all have very different lives and interested in all different things and then Naturally, we just have very different lives. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just thinking about, it's like when people go out on, a, on their first few dates and they're just maybe not really expecting it to work out, they mm-hmm. can just go be themselves and have really open mm-hmm. conversations and it goes really easy. And then both people open up more. Yeah. I feel like when, we, when we're so worried about how it's going to go, mm-hmm. we're questioning everything we say. Yeah. Oh, I think about True. this too. I've been with like around so many guys too, where it's like we're in these talking stages and mm-hmm. they have expectations of, okay, she's going to act like this and she wants a relationship because this is something. Yep. Everyone always assumes that you want to, re- like girls yeah. want the relationship because of maybe girls in the past wanted relationships or... Mm-hmm you know, vice versa, everyone has like a set expectation of what they think is going to happen or what should happen because of their past like realities when Mm -hmm. they assume things and that's not what it is. So when I, I mean, just, I guess this is getting away from pre-dating, but when I talk to a lot of couples, one of the biggest problems that couples do is try to mind read each other. Mm. And that goes to assumptions. The more you are assuming, Mm. and remember when you're assuming what someone thinks, you're assuming from how your brain operates Mm. and your perspective. You have no idea what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. Right. So all you can ever do, I mean, the best thing is just be curious, ask questions. And again, I don't think it's wrong to ask like, so how are you feeling about this? You still like good? Are we having a good time? You know, where are you at? It doesn't right. have to be like, oh, yeah. what are we? Yeah. But are we having fun? Do we mm-hmm. want to like continue this? But I, I like feel that. like almost, I almost don't like posing the question on the other person because I feel like that is kind of stressful for the other person. So I think in my perspective, I feel like what works out better is just putting what you want out there without, mm-hmm. with the, without the fear of rejection and just mm-hmm. like that person might not feel the same way. 
and that's fine. But say like, hey, I really like you. I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. Just want to let you know. We can also and then it too. Yeah. invite the feedback back, right, but then right. also be okay if you don't get it. Yeah, and you have to be prepared for either outcome. Right, and I, I mean, I think to be to be real, we need to have that conversation before we start sleeping together. Because if you're sleeping with someone, I think it's fair to want to know, are you sleeping with other people too? Because that mm-hmm. brings a whole lot of other questions into things. Yeah, that's... Just for your, for your safety. Right, right, right. We always say it's fair to ask, like, is mm-hmm. that person sleeping with another person? Right. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. So. Just because it is, like, your health on the forefront. It is. So I think that's good. But then that kind of transitions into relationships, you yeah. know? So then I guess what constitutes a healthy relationship? Like once, once you are in a relationship, like how do you, how do you keep that going? And make sure that you have a, like a very solid, strong foundation. Well, I would say connection. Mm-hmm. Connection is the most important thing. And it's when people come into therapy and they're like, oh, you know, I'm like, what's your goal? What do you want to work out? We're like, oh, well, communication is our issue. We want to communicate better. I'm like, well, duh, so does everybody, right? <laughs> and I don't say that out loud. No shit. But, yeah. but yes, communication, but we don't have communication if we don't have connection. And yeah. what does connection mean? Connection means like, I've actually had a handful of people ask me this over time. Like, well, what does it mean to be connected? Mm-hmm. It means like, do we understand each other? Do we appreciate each other? Do we see each other? And there's um, a really well-known couples therapist. She's written a few books, Susan Johnson. She likes the question or she poses the question, are you there for me? A-R-E. Are you there for me? A meaning acceptance. R meaning responsiveness. E meaning engagement. So when you think of are you there for me? And that's that's really mm-hmm. what we want in relationship is to, is to be seen and to be heard and to be understood. So acceptance mm-hmm. is the, one of the most ex- important things. And I find like most people are trying to change the other person and that's impossible. It never happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard enough to change yourself, let mm-hmm. alone change someone else. But having fully, fully accepting the person you're with is important, not trying to change them. Yeah. Being responsive, meaning do you pay attention to them? Are you listening to them? Are you always on your phone? Are you actually making eye contact, being engaged, you know, being part of the conversation? Right. Um, and then that that engagement piece of not a ring, but I mean, <laughs> being engaged yeah. when someone's talking to you. Are you really paying attention? Are you listening? Are you asking questions? Ow, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But so I, I like that's a good way to remember things like, are you there for me? The A-R-E part, I think it just yeah. helps me. But being connected and then if we feel connected we do have good communication Mm -hmm. it's when we stopped feeling connected when somebody's sort of distracted or doesn't seem to be present in the relationship anymore then that's when we lose connection and thus communication sucks i mean Mm -hmm. that's just kind of how it goes that makes sense yeah yeah i have a question about connection okay so we hear a lot of times from friends or whatever people talk about sparks and (laughs) you know it can even be like a love at first sight kind of connection well there's a lot going on in your brain when you first meet someone (laughs) if there's connection and I know Mackenzie's asked me this before like Mm -hmm. mom I have these butterflies I'm like that's just anxiety Mm -hmm. um I mean I I like that feeling though (laughs) I know I know know. (laughs) and I do I do think that's that's a real thing I mean it is great to have that chemistry Mm -hmm. um but chemistry is not it's great in the beginning to have that, and but you have to have compatibility. Ooh, and that sure. means, um, when I look at compatibility, do we have fundamental 
like values that line up with one another. Mm. You know, that's mm. important. The chemistry is great, but that fades. Yeah. It just does. It does. So, um, yeah. so long term, I mean, the honeymoon phase per se wow. for some people can last up to three years, but you have to have that compatibility. This really makes me think about things like with yeah. guys that I've talked to and like, yeah. yeah, I really liked him. And like, maybe I'm really attracted to him uh-huh. and you know, there's certain things that we have the common interest in, but then it's like, you really get to know the person you're like, Oh, well I didn't like that. Yeah. I'm like, wait, I don't even really like Do him I even that like much. This person? Right. Do I even like him or is he just six two? Exactly. Like, <laughs> what you know, is it? <laughs> maybe the, I don't, I hope this isn't too tangential, but when I think about when I see clients in therapy and I know you want this to be more mom-ish, but as a therapist, <laughs> when I see a lot of individual females and clients and they're like they're are in therapy and they're dating they're newly mm-hmm. dating i'm always telling them which i try not to tell people what to do it's not my my goal i don't tell people what to do they need to live their own life but i will suggest mm-hmm. don't have sex too quickly mm-hmm. because what happens if you think about neurologically <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of shit going off in your brain when yeah. you sleep with someone you have yeah. You know the like the hormones oxytocin which is a bonding kind of hormone things like going on and for women, when you start sleeping, you know, with someone, those hormones can last up to like two weeks when you're feeling really like passionate about someone. Yeah. For men, it's about two days. <laughs> so, <Bop>. yeah. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. That's you want to kind of like hold off until yeah. you know that like the guy's really into it too. I mean, yeah. otherwise. Okay. Know. So let me ask you this question because we had talked about this. Sometimes you say that with sex, like sometimes it can help build the connection. Mm, well, yes and no. Um, I mm, yes. I mean, if we if we're if we've already been dating and we're you know we let's say we're struggling, yes, sex can bring us closer for sure. Um, but there's some discrepancies that are common with that. Like women tend to need or want to feel connected to their partner mm-hmm. to to want to be in the mood to have sex yeah. where a lot of times and this isn't true for everybody i mean this is just kind of generally speaking here but a lot of men feel connected through sex and after sex so we're just kind of biologically mismatched that way as far as things go mm-hmm. um but i do think for both people either way we tend to feel connected both feel connected after hmm. That makes sense. So Does that for, answer your question? No. I guess. Um, I guess too. Okay. I have more questions though. <laughs> um, and I know you're my mom and this might be weird for people listening, but like my mom and I are very rated R sometimes. So just like get comfortable with it. <laughs> Sorry about it. Get a drink and you know, whatever. Have some wine. Have some wine if you need to. So as a therapist, I know I want to talk to you as my mom. So I, ju- I just don't want you to come off as so therapisty. you know, like I know you <laughs> like to be very polite and you know, therapist mode, just... Throw it out the window. Throw it out the window to remove your hat. We're hanging out. We're hanging out. So for healthy relationships, how how much should be should people be having sex? How often? See, that's different for everyone. Yeah. I mean, but I think sex is definitely related to connection. If connection has has been bad, um, then sex tends to be bad or just not be as frequent. And, but I think that's different for everybody. I mean, sex is definitely something that's going on way more in the beginning of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, then it tends to kind of like even out per se, but I think, um, I do think it's super important. I think sex is good. It's healthy, but like people have different libidos and different 
ranges for that. But if you find a good groove and you find that you're out of your groove, we need to look at like, hey, what's going on? Are we, because a lot of things affect sex and affect the connection. Like is work really stressful? Is somebody really exhausted? Is somebody not feeling maybe good about their body? I mean, there's, mm. there's so much that goes into that. So this goes back to communication. Yeah. I mean, so if we want to look at, you know, staying connected, are we, are we being present that, you know, am I being responsive to my partner? Am I engaged with what they're talking about? Things like that. Mm, makes sense. Okay. That was kind of therapisty. Sorry. <laughs> so it's, so when you have those moments when it's like, okay, maybe someone is stressed out with work yes. and like, obviously you need to communicate through that. But like, is that when maybe you want to spice things up a little bit? How or do you get like, over that? How do you get over that? Because a lot of times I feel like people get very offended and they're like, oh, you don't think I'm hot. Yeah. You don't love me anymore kind of thing. And But I think that's so much more about like, paying attention to each other. Are I you agree. feeling, are you making your partner feel appreciated? Mm-hmm. Are you paying attention to them? Cause remember like it, it's just when people get kind of stagnant in the relationship, they forget that this is the person that they chose and they want to be with. And, mm-hmm. um, you have to make them feel important. That's, that's part of your role as a partner. Okay. So what if someone doesn't want to have sex? How do you overcome that? Yeah. <laughs> you mean like once or all the time? I mean, what You're is just that? Not in the mood or? Okay, so what if you? I feel like maybe this is more so with guys, and he's like, "Well, she never wants to have sex with me." Well, then you have to ask if if that's the case. Then what is she feeling? What? Why is she feeling so disconnected? And okay. maybe it's because um, you don't flirt with her anymore. Maybe you don't make her feel special. Mm-hmm. Maybe your love languages are lacking. We talk about this all the time. Like you still have to date the person yes. that you're with. You're still trying to get them. Mm-hmm. You're still always trying to get them, even if you're in a relationship. Well, yeah. being in a, being in a healthy relationship means being conscious. You can't just be in a relationship and just be just thinking it's just going to just flow forever. Mm-hmm. It does in the beginning, sure, and then after that, it's like you have to put forth effort. Yeah. And then, but I know a lot of people, I mean, I think of like an ex person in my life would feel like, God, if we have to put this much effort in, then this obviously isn't working anymore. I'm like, um, no, that's actually what relationships have to have. Sometimes <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely. an effort. It doesn't just always flow on its own. Right. You have to pay attention to it. Yeah, that makes sense. It sounds like a really cheesy analogy, but <laughs> I think of... <laughs> Oh God, this is not going to come off well to you, my dear daughter. But I always think of relationships like plants. (laughs) I kill all my plants. (laughs) But I think about that. Like a plant is a living, breathing thing. So is your relationship. You have to water it. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to prune some leaves off. Sometimes you have to like move it to a different window or whatever it is. Give it some fertilizer. To the window. To the wall. Daily to the window or the wall. What? Um, what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Getting a little rated R. All right. So what do you think about porn in a relationship? Can you watch porn with your partner? Is that good? Is that good to do? If people are into it, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with watching porn together. I think if if you're watching it together and you enjoy it, that's totally cool. I think if somebody, um, I mean, I've seen relationships where porn gets in the way mm-hmm. if let's say, and this can go for males or females. I mean, I, I feel like it's more common in males that there's some erect, erectile dysfunction issues. If you're like mm-hmm. watching porn all the time and you just know how to like take care of your business in a second. And then when you're with an actual person, yeah, you struggle. 
Um, it's not the same <laughs> visual, all the stuff going on. If you think about people watching porn, they click through so many videos and yeah. they, they go to things that are like just visually so intense. When you're with just a person, it's like, oh, wow. I'm cracking, <laughs> I'm cracking up because this is my mom sitting next to me, but I do have a story where it's so funny where I was like, there was this guy I was like talking to and I'm like, yeah, like we should, yeah, we should like watch porn or whatever. And I yeah. like brought it up and he's just like, well, no, that's weird. But like, you can send me videos of you. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, uh, sorry, mom. <laughs> Wait, did you like actually send videos? No. <laughs> Didn't I happen. Yeah. Sarah and I were talking about sending nudes. My mom's like, oh God. <laughs> can we just leave it to the feet pictures that you <laughs> No, but anyway, I mean, I think I think porn is good as as long Mm -hmm. as it's you know kept to just a a healthy. I don't know. I don't know what a healthy minimum is or whatever. But as long as it's not getting in the way of the intimacy of the two people being together and enjoying their sex life, then I don't see the problem with it. I think it's cool. But I mean, I think it is important for people to know. It's not reality. Porn is not reality, people. I mean, they're paid actresses and actors and... What? This isn't like Call Her Daddy. Like, we don't all just like have whips and chains all the time. Wait, what? Wait, what? (laughs) I think it can be a good tool, though, for if you're both on the same page about it. Yeah. 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 And that's everything that goes with sex and your partner. Sex is also something that's really important that people need to learn how to talk about. And I find yeah. like in my office, nobody talks about it yeah. and I'll bring it up and they're literally like, it's crickets. I'm <laughs> like, come on y'all. We got to like, you're saying that this is an issue. Your yeah. intimacy is an issue. Then we need to talk about it and being real because how do you know what your partner likes or dislikes if you're not mm. talking about it? Slow down for a second. What are we going to say? No, no I, all I'm going to say is like, Sometimes I think people have such a hard time talking about Mm -hmm. sex and like I've asked guys, okay, like, well, what turns you on? Mm -hmm. And they like can't answer the question because they feel uncomfortable with it or it's like the excuse that I love hearing. They're always like, yeah, but like you just need to find out. Like, and they try to make it like flirty. And, and they like, totally avoid the question. They avoid the question, yeah, but it's like, they don't know. I'm like, no, like, let's have good sex. Tell me what turns you on. Yeah. Like, they need to actually sorry. think about it too. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay, this kind of goes back to, well, one porn where I feel like it's not even realistic for men. I mean, you watch men in porn and like they're going forever. And yeah. like, that's, that's just not always a reality. And some men have anxiety. That happens. Um, I think movies really fuck up people's idea of sex too because they make it look so perfect and pretty and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, sex can be awkward. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's sounds and sometimes (laughs) (laughs) there's smells or there's like just weird, you know, just, it's just different. There's ah, fluid and all the things. I mean, it just can be, it can be not like this perfect thing that you, you know, you expected. The perfect love scene in the love story. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. Okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't know. Hi, this is my mother. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So, sex is obviously good in a relationship, yes, and it's good to talk about. And if yeah, just be open about it. It's it's important to be open about what you like and what you don't like. Yeah, I and mean, if, if you don't know that, you need to figure that out too. And not to be able to, to, I mean, to be able to say that to your partner, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it just makes it so much nicer for me when you've brushed your teeth 
or yeah. you've shaved or, yeah. you know, you don't reek of onions, something like that. I mean, that can turn someone off. Yeah. That's very real. Smell is a very <laughs> important scent. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Very evil lab. <laughs> it's like I just don't know how much I want to expose. Like I, it's like one thing to talk about things on the podcast, but it's like yeah. another to talk about like on the podcast and in front of my mother. Exactly. You know, so I'm just like trying I to feel like myself. The podcast is more intense than me. Nothing surprises me. I'm training Aww. to be a sex therapist. I don't care. It's, I mean, yeah. yeah, but I'm also your daughter. Yeah, but you're also an adult. <laughs> and I know That's enough true. enough. We're I mean, I know like, enough Sarah about can you. Talk about things. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you're gonna be like. So so bruised by the <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay, clearly I'm uncomfortable. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I think that's true. I think we've talked about too about how you, and this goes with communication and relationship too, is saying things that you like instead of nagging and be like, oh, I hate when you do this. Be like, I like it when you do this. And same thing applies to sex. And Right. Well, I, I always pose to um, clients to teach them to learn to request rather than complain yeah the saying is is there's always a request behind every complaint and instead of posing things in the negative like oh i hate it when you do that and this is so annoying and say what you want then Mm -hmm. like i Mm -hmm. i actually love it when you just hang out with me honey and you're not on your phone like Mm -hmm. that's so much better than like i hate it when you're always on your phone at dinner yeah and it works so much better right sarah and i always say too like we don't like to reward bad (laughs) behavior don't reward negative behavior so like when some some when a guy does something and we don't like it, we are just like don't really acknowledge it. Yeah. But then when they do something re- like that, we like we like very much encourage it. Yeah. It's yeah. just classic positive reinforcement. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, but like I feel like that's what you need to do because like if you nag on them so much, then it's like okay, like mm-hmm. all you do is hate on me, mm-hmm. and then you don't get any quote unquote results from it. Yeah. So. And you bruise the guy's ego, and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, and you know, and there's so much truth to that because men actually, I mean, in a relationship, they want you to be happy. They yeah. want to do well but if I mean you're nitpicking them about whatever because you're feeling disconnected then say I'm feeling disconnected Mm -hmm. I need this from you right now etc I mean actually if you learn to talk from what you're actually feeling rather than just complaining or bitching you're going to do so much better yeah yeah I like that I agree so I mean yeah people want to feel important and want to feel like a priority how do you How do you, okay, so here's the other thing too. How in relationships, for a good, healthy relationships, for example, Sarah Mm -hmm. and I both, we've got a a lot going on. We've got work, we've got the podcast, we prioritize fitness. How do you also make a balance of making a relationship a priority but not letting it take over your life? Not being too dependent on it. So, well, it goes back to being conscious, but you do have to carve out some time. Mm -hmm. And... I like the idea of rituals. I think couples need to have rituals. Mm. I don't mean this in like um, a religious sense of, you know, ritual type thing, but like, um, what's your morning ritual look like if you're living with someone? Do you or not? Do you text good morning? Do you kiss each other before you leave for work? Do you spend a couple minutes every morning just like, hey, what's your day looking like? Just checking in, that type of thing. Um, Evening rituals are like returning from work or checking in later in the day, you know, making eye contact when you talk to each other. I mean, just being present. I think those things are important. And whether it's your lover, your best friend, any relationship, quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. When you're with that person, if you don't have tons of time, be present during that time. Pay attention. Ask questions. Be a good listener. 
those sort of things make your partner feel important and cherished and like you care. Does that answer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. So, okay, so obviously making yourself, we, I think communication is like the biggest thing in relationships, okay? Like communication, it's just really just communication going, do you feel comfortable, do you feel loved, and like showing someone that. But the good communication, like I was, I mean, to me, yeah. comes from good connection. If we feel connected, meaning we're really present with each other, we actually pay attention, we haven't checked out, mm-hmm. and, and doing that means we... Yeah. What? Sorry, no, no I lost my, my moment there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the biggest problems in relationships, so is that just boiling down to communication or what else is it? You know, what, oh, what makes things not work out for people sometimes? You know, it just kind of depends on where they come from, from their family. I mean, mm-hmm. how, what kind of relationship or what did you learn about relationships when you were a kid? I mean, our family of origin plays a huge um, part in who we are. I mean, our attachment style is really important. When I have couples come into the office, it's one of the first things I do in sessions is like make them go through an attachment style quiz. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we can come from either a secure attachment or an insecure attachment. And that then says so much about how they're going to be reacting and how things play out in their communication. Yeah. And I think so many people are completely unaware of how much their childhood actually impacts us still today. Oh God, all the time I have people come in, you know, I, I, I want to talk about things in our relationship, but there's nothing to do with my childhood. I don't want to go into any of like past mm-hmm. history and talk about my parents. My parents were amazing. I'm like, okay, well, we're <laughs> going to go there anyway, whether yeah. you like it or not, because it always has, you know, plays a role. Need to do some digging. Well, where you find out about love, whether you received it or didn't receive it, how your parents treated each other is going to affect how you are in relationship. It's mm-hmm. where you learn it. Or don't learn it. True. So in our next episode, we want to talk about... A quick little preview right here. A little preview. Just the different attachments um, that people do have. Because I know Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot about it through my mom. I've learned a lot about it from you. So (laughs) so we learned... I mean, I did my own research too on attachments. And learning about like why people are the way they are. Mm -hmm. And how that shows up in relationships. So I'm excited to talk about that. So Yeah, it's one of my new favorite topics for sure. And it... It's changed the way that I think about people and how they work. So I'm really excited for this next episode. So everyone tune in to next episode. But thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me.